Hey everybody, in case you didn't know, uh, my doctor believes I have COVID, so that's why I haven't had any new episodes for a little bit. I've been trying to recover and I can't get tested until the hospitals are um, less full. I live in Santiago, Chile right now and we are in lockdown and the hospitals and clinics are too full to take anybody in unless you are not breathing or you have a temperature. <laughs> so, but I believe I'm getting a lot better. Take care. So I wanted to tell you guys that. Did you know that this moment is the perfect moment to start the rest of your life? Are you ready to hear the truth about aging? I know I am. A warm hello to all of you in mid to later years and anyone else who happens to be listening today. Thank you. My name is Angela Seaborn, and this is Age-Free Woman. Today, we are going to talk about habits. Not the kind that nuns wear, but habits, things we do on a regular basis, including habits of thought, things we think about that are not in our awareness. Is this just my experience? Because it seems like every time I turn around, there's a new neuro research paper on how our beliefs manifest our reality. In all fairness, psychology has been saying this forever. And if you really want to play hardball, well, spiritual masters like yogis, gurus, Buddha, they've been saying that we manifest our beliefs before anybody. And it's only since neuroscience has weighed in on this has it given credence to this now scientific theory. Regardless to who came on the scene first, neuroscience, in the West anyway, neuroscience has given validity to many disciplines, disciplines like psychology, as I mentioned, biology, um, sociology, all the Gs. <laughs> in the sense that many of the scientific theories in these disciplines can now be backed up with the research in neuroscience. And I will use neuroscience to give examples of how change works in the brain, how new habits are formed. So let's get on with the show and remember to take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. So in terms of making changes or creating habits or getting rid of habits that do not serve us, how does this look through the lens of neuroscience? Well, we know with every thought and every action, we create a neuron. And whether or not these neurons decide to stick around depends on how often these actions or thoughts are repeated. And the more these actions and thoughts are repeated, the stronger and the more resilient are the neural pathways being created. And the thicker the pathway, the more we are learned in whatever it is the pathway represents. Could be riding a bike, could be learning a new language, whatever. This is the same kind of process for negative programming, like negative thinking or negative behaviors, such as choosing fries instead of a salad with lunch. 
And in this example, where you're having unhealthy lunch choices on a regular basis, you can only imagine the health consequences. The brain just does its job. It does not know the difference between a healthy thought or a non-healthy thought. Similarly, it does not know the difference between healthy behaviors or non-healthy behaviors. All it does is take direction from you. So if you're telling that brain, oh, I'll never be able to change this habit of eating fries for lunch, then it won't bother because it doesn't believe it can. So when you try to go through the motions of changing this behavior without really believing that you can, the brain detects this right away. It is very self-efficient and self-preserving. It won't waste energy on things that you, the programmer, have programmed to do otherwise. This is why most people's attempts on change fail. If you want to make changes, you have to change the program. And the key for change is awareness. Because without awareness, there will not be any change, any lasting change anyway. This is why being aware of your thoughts, the basic unconscious thoughts, making the unconscious thoughts conscious. So being aware of your thoughts is so vital in progressing or changing or being successful in anything that you want to achieve. Our thoughts, our unconscious thoughts or our thoughts that are occurring all the time is the key to what is happening in our life. So if your thoughts are constantly telling you that you're not good enough, then you're going to always experience situations through that lens. If your thoughts are always telling you that you are successful and you're going to and you are going to be successful, then you will be successful. But in order to find that out, in order to discover what your ongoing thoughts are, you need to slow yourself down and start to be aware, start to journal, start to become conscious of what's going on in those tapes, in those loops in our brains. So when you find yourself repeating a particular behavior, remember you are creating a neural pathway. And the more you repeat that behavior, the more you strengthen that neural pathway and make it more resilient. A persistent firing and wiring together of neurons repeated over time. This is what neuroscientists call Hebb's law or Hebb's or Hebbian learning. And this term was named after Donald Hebb, who was a neuropsychologist, I believe, from Chester, Nova Scotia in Canada. Hebbian learning applies for our behaviors and for our thoughts. So when we're thinking particular thoughts over and over again, we are hardwiring those thoughts into our brains. So we need to be aware of the kind of thoughts that we are having day to day. And given that I think 90-something percent, or maybe it's 80-something percent, I don't recall off the top of my head, but it's a high percentage of our thoughts apparently are negative. And if we're having 80 to 90% of our thoughts be negative, that's going to have a profound impact in our lives. And this is why we need to be aware of the thoughts that we're having on a day-to-day -day basis. In addition to the behaviors that we are engaging in 
because of these thoughts. As mentioned, given that most of our thoughts are negative, you really want to get a hold on that, right? You really want to know what you're feeding into your brain. And if you're being unconscious and these thoughts are just happening and you're not aware of it, so you're going to believe that you just have bad luck or that people don't like you or the world's against you. But it's really those underlying tapes that are creating and manifesting your reality because that's what your brain is being fed. And it really is as simple as that. The practice is simple, easy, no. So how does one become aware of their thoughts? Depending on the person and depending on everyone's situation, some people may need to start going to therapy. That's a really good way of doing it because then you're with another professional, well, you're with a professional and you are um, processing information with a, somebody who's non-biased and who's there to support you um, in every way possible. Um, so that's one way. There's reading um, insightful books, there's journaling, um, yoga practice, anything that slows down the mind is very good, like meditation and staying in the now. We cannot change our thoughts or patterns of thoughts or patterns of behavior without staying in the now. Many people who criticize the theory of staying in the now erroneously believe that staying in the now means you don't worry about the future. It's not like that at all. Staying in the now is more of an emotional um, state, staying in the present emotional state of now. Because most of us are in emotional states of the past or emotional states of the future. Uh, emotional states of the future could be in constant anxiety that something bad's going to happen and that could be due to... Um, childhood issues or something that's happened to you in the past that you don't want to have happen again. Or you can be living in an emotional state from the past, like stuck in depression, a depression that you had in the past and now it's just with you all the time, even though those past circumstances are no longer happening. If you were emotionally present, then you would recognize that and you would not be depressed or in a constant state of anger, emotionally rehearsing hurts that have happened to you in the past. I mean, we've all seen that person who talks about a story that happened 30 years ago and they're reliving the anger as if it's happening in the moment. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever emotion you hold, those are the types of situations you are going to encounter. Those are the type of situations that you are going to attract because your energy is saying, I'm angry or I'm sad or I'm, I'm pissed off or I'm, I've been jilted in life or I'll never get this or I'll never get that. So you will create situations to validate that and just further hardwire those beliefs. And the only way out is awareness and then putting that awareness to work. Here's how to know if you have some negative thought loops that are prevent thought loops, not fruit loops. <laughs> if you have some negative thought loops that are preventing you from staying in the now or preventing you from 
um, achieving the things you want in life. You would know if this, you have goals, you've wanted things in life, you've wanted success, and you don't have it. And it's not because you haven't put energy in to make it that way. So if this speaks to you, which it probably does, it speaks to the most people on the planet, that means you need to slow down your mind, get in touch with those negative thoughts, what's going on, stay in the now, and then make those changes. This is why neuroscience is so amazing, because once you understand how our brains work, how your brain works, then you can make changes for almost anything. So basically, once you have this new awareness, this new information, you are rewriting the template for your brain, so to speak. What does change in the brain look like? So let's say you want to unlearn a bad habit and replace it with a different habit. I will use nature as an analogy. Picture a wooded area in your neighborhood, or just make one up if you can't. In these woods, there is a trail, a hiker's path that is well trodden by years of use by hikers and pedestrians alike. Now, let's say for whatever reason, this path has been closed, it gets closed, and no longer available to the public. Now a new path needs to be created. So people start to take a new route through the woods. In the beginning, it is difficult because this route has not been worn down by hikers, etc. And there are tree branches that need to be cut down to make room for the path, and the odd boulder needs to be moved out of the way. Initially, you may get lost, but eventually you put markers in the trees to help keep you on the path and to remember the new route. It feels a little scary in the beginning because for the most part, nothing is familiar. After repeated use, eventually you no longer need the assistance of the tree markers and your comparison of this path to the old path begin to fade and are no longer an issue. As you trek along, there is no more grass beneath your feet. Instead, you feel the secureness of the solid earth in its place. By now, the old path has overgrown, and there is no hint of there ever being a path there in the first place. And if not for the mere memory of that path, you would not even have known it existed. The problem with change for most people is that we stop before we finish creating the new pathway. We give up. For a variety of reasons, it's too much work, um, it just doesn't feel as good as the last path that we took, um, yada, yada, yada. And then when somebody asks, hey, did you try this? You say, yeah, I did, and it didn't work. But the reality is, it wasn't followed through to the end. And this is where the awareness comes in and our awareness helps us to follow it through to the end. So I'd like to give you some book recommendations to help you get in touch with the process of identifying your thought loops. Um, so there's one book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. You've probably heard of that book. It's very, very good. 
or if you are interested in hearing about more studies on how our thoughts shape our beliefs, you could read Mindfulness by Dr. Ellen Langer and also Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispensa. My favorites, Breaking the Habits of Being Yourself and um, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. If you happen to choose my two favorite books, I would read The Power of Now first and then Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Okay, it's that time. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. And if you could be so kind as to give it a rating and review, I would greatly appreciate that. And in the meantime, take care. And until we meet again, be well. You are a shining star.